0: Hi guys, KO here, welcome to Turmeric & Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. I'm so excited about this conversation today. I'm welcoming Lisa to here to the TNT mic. She is promoting healing through therapy, podcasting, fitness. She has an incredible book, The Cryon Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. We get into all the things today from quantum physics, where the mental uh, turns to physical and energy and so many things just about like healing and getting to know ourselves. We dabble in core values. But this is a really great conversation. If you're looking to evolve, love, Level up especially as we get older, uh, be open-minded and just sharpen the edges as far as being a varsity human. Overall, therapy is such an amazing thing, and Lisa is a phenomenal leader and coach and therapist in the business. So be sure to check her out. Enjoy this conversation and check us out on YouTube so you can see the video and her kitties. And check us out wherever you get your podcast. Cheers!
1: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host Kristen Olson. <laughs> Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time.
0: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am ultra excited today. I have I want to say a new friend but you know when you sometimes meet people and you instantly kind of feel like old friends or you know like a, a, a human is just like oh man I really get this person I feel like they see me and they understand and we walk similar paths so I'm really excited to welcome Lisa to here to the TNT mic she is a fellow podcaster she's a promoter of healing through therapy podcasting and fitness and we are going to talk about a lot today she's an author Um, we had the luxury of spending a weekend together with some other amazing podcasters. So we did, we got to do a lot of our, our podcasting love and that, and then we got to know our whole team as humans. And it was really cool to see how diverse everybody's backgrounds were, but Lisa and I had the fitness in common and we, you know, healing kind of came up, quantum physics kind of came up. So I'm like, we're going to get into all this. So there's so much to cover today, but without further ado, Lisa, welcome to TNT.
1: Kristen, thank you so much for having me on Turmeric and Tequila. I am so ecstatic to be here today with you and have this conversation.
0: Yes, we've got so much to cover. we even got to have some tequila in real life, which was really nice.
1: We did. That was such like a pivotal weekend for me in a positive way, meeting you and like learning from you and the other women on our team. Like it helped my podcast like i already had a passion for it but it just ignited just to keep going and and share these conversations and
0: how how just awesome that is Thank you. And I I echo those statements tenfold because it's so cool that, you know, I love, I always say like arts and sports and like all the creative things that can just, you know, there's such unity in that community. And it's cool to um, see how those things are such filters for like-minded people. And we get to further build out this community. So it's really cool to connect because we otherwise would never have probably crossed paths if it I wasn't know. for podcasting. I know. It's awesome. It is. Well, so you have such an amazing background and I think, you know, I'm turmeric tequila. I always say God, universe, Madonna. I think, you know, we're intentional humans. We, we try to like walk our intentional path, but I do think God, universe, Madonna sets us up for certain things in certain ways um, that we never could have planned or expected. So I really want you to talk about your background. Tell us a little about young Lisa and kind of tell us how you got into your practice, how quantum physics came into it. Like Tell us about the journey, how it kind of wound you to where you are today.
1: I'd love to, Kristen, because we have a lot of overlap in our personal life journey and stories and, and who we are today as women. And for me it started with fitness when I was 21 and I started working out with these guys at a local gym here in New Orleans. We all work together in the restaurant business. And I feel so fortunate to have had these really strong guys like take me under their wing and show me everything about the equipment, about how to use my body, you know, exercise my muscles that I was I never really experienced that intimidation that I hear a lot of people say you walk in a gym, and it's like, holy shit, what do I do with all this stuff? Yeah. And I just had so many people show me and teach me. And I, it was like an instant love for me to the weight room, especially. And at that same time, at 21, I was in school to be a social worker at Tulane University. And I had just started therapy about a year before, at age 20, because the household I grew up in, like I've learned many households, it wasn't. It wasn't healthy emotionally. Mm -hmm. I always had what I needed physically and with resources, but there wasn't a lot of just love or affirmation that was freely given. I felt like I wasn't ever good enough and, you know, like turned to compensate through later on my work and even through fitness, doing three half Ironman triathlons and. You know, like for me, it was, first of all, like, can you do this? And who do I have to become to do this? So that journey in itself was awesome. But I realized after doing three, you know, this doesn't make me a better person than someone who doesn't. It's And it felt like it was something deeper, like my self-esteem and value and worth, like still trying to iron out those pieces of how to feel really happy in our own skin, and you know, so that's kind of that's kind of a bit like and that's like from age twenty to say mid thirties. And um I've just always tried different stuff. Kristen, have you tried like just different modalities and things to help yourself feel better?
0: Yeah, and I love I and I really I wanna know um how at twenty, cause you know, we're we're a more mature generation (laughs) Uh, therapy is now kind of it's I wouldn't say it's a buzzword but it's so much more socially acceptable so my journey in trying um some of like these quote unquote healing approaches really like you kind of happened around fitness when my body was breaking down and then I started to notice some things I'm like yeah you know healthy family environment for the most part but like man we didn't really talk about this or we didn't do this Mm. or maybe these things that I considered like Traumatic, but they didn't seem like trauma in my mind compared to other people's traumas. Yes, you. I started to be like, okay, we got to do something here. And and the good thing about when you get to like a high competitive level, um, athletically, there's no gray area. So you have to do your nutrition, your stretching. If there's emotional stuff, and I think even in college, like you, we talked about like meditation. So there was some little sort of mindfulness around the mind and the body connection. But this didn't really happen till I was like thirty five ish, maybe thirties, the early thirties to mid. 30s, where I really started to do like therapy, intuitives, um, psychics, yes. brain mapping. Unfortunately, my, my work led me to a lot of these like human optimization things. So it wasn't even me intentionally being like a varsity human. It was like God, universe, Madonna, lighting yes. me up yes. through my work, putting me into it. So how did how did you know even at 20, like to approach therapy? Like that's pretty impressive. Well, you know,
1: as you've said a few times about the universe, God, Madonna, you know, (laughs) source energy, bringing things into our lives, as I look back, I had two friends in my life that were both in therapy, they were a little bit older than me, and they suggested their therapist her name's Marilyn. And they're like, I really think you should go to Marilyn. And I felt so nervous, like to go talk about things like what I have to pay somebody to listen and all that resistance that was in my own head about, you know, I should be able to figure this out or aren't friends enough. And I kind of battled with that even my first few months working with Marilyn, like, shouldn't I... Be able to do this. And she helped me understand, Lisa. Like, you know, we learn through our typically our families, our caretakers. And some people get all the skills they need to self-manage their emotions, but most of us don't. And just mm-hmm. like you're in school, you know, this is kind of like being in school for your emotional health and well-being. And it's not you paying me to care for you. Like you're paying me for my skills that I've learned and and you know, share with you. But the care, like you can't. that and I've learned too Kristen being a therapist the love I have for my clients it's not about the money it's about the connection that two hearts make with each other Mm -hmm. and that's what was most transformative was her really caring about my story and how to help me through depression and anxiety and so I feel really blessed that those friends literally said I think you should call this person and then that I did.
0: That's amazing that, um, you had the humans around you that were like-minded, that they were kind of like so forward thinking and led to that journey. And then a, a beautiful point you just brought up is, um it's hard to find the right therapist. I think, cause to me, like therapy is re- really became digestible when I called it like my mental fitness. Cause you go to the gym, you physically train and you know, you, you kind of have that breakdown and then your muscles get bigger and you have the breakthrough and the, the mental, I mean, that's the exact same thing. You start, you learn more tools. It's just weird as a fitness human to be sitting there thinking I'm working out and not physically doing something. So it's hard for me to digest, but I like that you, um, ha- you found a good therapist right away. Cause that's, it's like finding a good coach. It's really hard. Uh, as I mean, obviously you were young at 20. Like, did you know right away that that was the right person for you?
1: You know, I did feel that. So I was very fortunate that it was like first time out to work with somebody that really I resonated with, and vice versa. And to anyone listening, you know, it can be challenging to find the right therapist for you. And I know I offer a twenty-minute phone com- consultation that's free. You know, just see, like, do we yeah. do we jive? Like, does it fit? And I think a lot of practitioners do, and that's a great way to begin to just get on the phone and see how you feel. You know, and that you should always feel like you can be your authentic self, like you're not being judged you know, like you're being supported, listened to, seen, and and you just kind of know that in your body. So trust how it feels when you start speaking to someone. And it's okay to stop and look for someone else if it doesn't feel right initially.
0: I, and that's such like intense advice. And I think as Americans, like our culture, we're disconnected from our feelings or we diminish like a, just a gut feeling about stuff. But like you said before, like two hearts connecting, it's really powerful space and you it's very vulnerable space. So you really mm-hmm. do need to find a really good therapists, because just like there's you know there's not great coaches out there there's not great therapists but on the flip side when there's people like you that like I mean so much of their soul is within it it's like their business but it's so much of like why they're here on this earth and what they're what they're meant to do um and even if you're not exposed to therapy as you said I think you can feel that and be like you know if you connect with someone or not
1: Absolutely, you do. Just like with friends, just like, you know, when you're out, you're in your day. And I know you talk about intuition, Mm -hmm. Kristen, and that's such an important piece that, you know, don't override your intuition. And I think especially as women, where we tend to put ourselves on the back burner for some good reasons, you know, to serve, to caretake, yet take yourself off that back burner and bring you to the front and center if you can at some point every day, even just checking in, like, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, tears might come up and let them flow. You might just be releasing something after you've been, you know, really in service or taking care of others. You might need to just have an emotional release and that that's healthy and not to be afraid of your feelings because they're really beautiful instruments of guidance to lead us where to go and also where not to go. So listen to yourself.
0: I, that's so it, it, it's so true we don't really talk about any of this and this I mean had we known this in high school it would have been deeply impactful. I know it would have been so wonderful <laughs> for,
1: helpful for sure
0: yeah for for the journey but you know all things are on time um which I still struggle to digest because you know we want to control things but we're learning to let that go um I did this you know did that early therapy experience and healing when I did that inspire your journey to get into therapy yourself Actually, it
1: did. I knew, I knew like, this is what I want to do with my life is help people navigate their emotions, be a safe space to hear, to share in those journeys with people. Like I love it. It's a passion. And it definitely keeps me in good self care because Mm -hmm. there was a time where I was seeing too many clients with traumatic issues like sexual abuse and trauma. And I got really depressed. And I learned I had to diversify and see some other types, you know, clients that really want to grow their spirituality, that are looking for their next career move. I love working with college students because it's like such like like I was like just ripe and ready to set off to have the best life that you can and when you started that young you know you have so much time to course correct Mm -hmm. and kind of like try new things and and it's just such a wonderful time in life and I love that you just said like everything's on time that Mm -hmm. was like a woof like I feel that in a yes way
0: yeah it, well, and it's, it's something you got to just kind of accept. I mean, I've learned that with my business. I've learned that with my fitness. I've learned it with everything. Um, but you know, I always say like my varsity humans, like we're the last to sometimes learn. Cause it's like, we're going to fix it. We're going to train more. We're going to eat better. We're going to study harder or do it like, and it's like, mm, well, go ahead and do all that stuff. Wear yourself out. But like the schedule's already made. So it, it it doesn't matter, but it's still hard to like concept like really conceptualize that. Um, you said you like working with a college students. I love hearing this. Have, oh, in your years of practice, have you seen your clients get younger? Like this is more and more of a relevant conversation to so their uh, o- more open minded, younger to therapy. Absolutely, yeah, and I a lot of it. high school students
1: too. Oh, I've yes. seen some clients present from high school into their college journey. You know, like after college, it's just like amazing. They'll come in and out. You know, depending on these milestones and crossroads, which is like the deepest honor to be able yeah. to see them grow and, and they come back. Yes, definitely younger people are coming to therapy. I think it's so much less of a stigmatize stigma, that word and a negative. Thing. Way. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and more like the value, like you said, you go and you physically work out and you go to school to like train your brain. Why wouldn't you go train your emotions and learn what you need for your mood, yeah. you know, to help with, feelings we think up to seventy thousand thoughts a day and we're having that many feelings as well based on our thoughts to learn how to self-soothe is such an important skill and how to use our emotions to serve us that we don't have to believe every feeling that we have which took me a long time to learn yeah. kristen just because i have this feeling it doesn't mean it's true
0: right right well and I, and I think you have to learn stuff like even as you're saying that i'm like Duh, you need to think about this as in me um you have to, I think, learn it and then, like, kind of stay stay a student of the game, which we also know uh, all the time. Like, you have to – like, I got really good about, like, fitness or studying or therapy, and then I kind of get out of it. And it's like, no, you got to go back in it and, like, relearn some of those skills. And even – um Though, like, even like you just saying that, it's like you don't have to believe everything, like that's relevant for me to hear right now. Um, yeah. but it's like practice tidbits. I do, you kind of said, um, and I want to lean into this, you had to kind of shift up your clients because I don't know if the people fully conceptualize that energy is everything and it's everywhere and it's yes. kind of in us, and we have to be mindful of our space and our emotions. Um, and even we are together, you saw like I, the, we, we had this dinner experience where there was yeah. a girl sitting across from us, and it was just a really weird exchange. Yes, it was weird. Yeah, and I've, I just took on the energy or perhaps created either which way. And it really just shifted me. But it was such a good example of I am some like a, an empathetic person, but like I'll just absorb it. And you have to manage that. Can you tell us a little bit about how you consciously like I, I've seen like clear the throat, clear the head, how you kind of shift like some of these energies that we take on willingly or unwillingly? Um, yeah, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. And definitely even
1: using that example, when we were at dinner and, and the way you felt so compassionately towards that woman that had a different read on the situation, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's, that's an indicator of where your feelings, like there, it's a feeling that you were having, like, oh my gosh, like she misperceived what I meant and feeling bad, but that wasn't, you didn't do anything wrong or bad. You know, it's our, our energies combining with other humans energies have this synergistic effect and hopefully that's more positive in your day-to-day life you know but there are times when it won't be because you know that woman i sense really had a trigger and vulnerability you know around eating by herself you know and doing that and feeling um you know uncomfortable that then she projected on to you though you were complimenting her and mm-hmm. you know so it just and that happens in our lives that will be the person sometime to have a triggered emotion which is like an unhealed energetic attachment that we don't necessarily know is there until someone steps on it and then mm-hmm. we're in reaction you know we're feeling such a way and though we don't have to necessarily believe that story, I think we do have to honor it and be gentle like you needed to just go gentle with yourself and mm-hmm. you, know, you know you had beautiful intentions to try to start up a conversation with someone next to us. and. Yeah that's not the space she was in. And you know, what? It, it, so it's again, like working through our triggered emotions and asking ourselves, like, when have I felt this before? Like, mm-hmm. cause I guarantee you felt this in a way and like who, what situation was that? And typically it's a younger part of ourselves and to honor that part, like, Hey, I'm sorry you went through that. You know, I'm sorry you're feeling this way. Like, you know, that person hurt you. And it's, it's usually from a wounded place that we're triggered. And to take time to really be with that part of ourselves. And that's how the healing happens, to acknowledge that part of us. Does that yeah. resonate with you?
0: Oh, for sure. No, I mean, even I'm thinking as now, like, because so much, I think in that moment, um, I just felt so misunderstood. And when you were, yeah. It was yeah. Sad. And it was so tricky. And I just felt so, I just, it, I mean, it, it was clearly my energy as well, but I just felt so bad for her. Like the, just the situation just felt. I don't know, just sad. And I mean, it was a matter of like maybe 25 (laughs) words exchange and it was kind of like the perfect thing said in the wrong way. And, um, I don't know. It was just a funny thing, but I also think it was kind of funny that it happened with the three of us. And it's someone yes. like you sitting there, like, it was all just so serendipitous. So I really did think about like that moment. And for anyone that's listening, if there's something that kind of seems minuscule in your world, but it lingers lingers in your mind, or like it really does shift you energetically as Lisa's saying, I mean, I think it is meaningful and there's probably larger pieces to the story. So I've had to like sit and meditate. And I don't know that I'm fully clear, but it's so much around misunderstanding. Uh, and it is triggering for me. Cause like, I, I'm not the person that likes to, i don't think anybody should really have to explain themselves all the time right but then like misunderstanding is like kind of the base of where so much of our society gets lost because we're miscommunicating with one another and it's such a big deal Um, and then we blame ourselves can i throw out one more thing Kristen? absolutely
1: this was a new piece of awareness for me. I've been in this class by author Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N. He's awesome. And last night, the session was about guilt. And the way he described it, Kristen, is coming up because I've never heard it put this way. He said, guilt, when we feel guilty, it can be in the, it's the experience of someone else trying to hide their pain within me. And I think in that situation with that woman, you were feeling blame and as if you did something wrong when that woman disowned, you know, it was her pain being put off upon you, and he spoke about when we're aware, because this happens when there's been trauma, abuse, and even some misunderstandings where we know we have a clear intention of Mm -hmm. something loving and and good, and I think back to that night, there was this pain that was trying to be hidden within you, and it's not yours, and he suggested we just release it. You know, I release, even say out loud, I release feeling that sense of guilt and blame, this is not mine, and I just send it, you know, to the nothingness from which it came and I received the healing and I sent healing to that person and love to that person to clear up the energetic attachment there. And I feel like that's more specific of what was going on that night.
0: Nailed it. I'm releasing all the guilt sending it back out there. And you, you actually, you said that though, you're like, you know, we sent her love and we sent her yeah. her thing. I mean, you were kind of on the ball, but I think the way you just said that is so beautifully said. I think, so thank you for sharing it. And I think it's so relevant because I do know that so many of us are walking around with guilt um, for so many reasons and so many things. And it's got, it's just, it's an unnecessary bag to carry. Cause as it you is. just said, it's just not ours.
1: Exactly. And it's okay to release it. Let it mm-hmm. go.
0: Mm-hmm. I let that go. We're trying. We're, <laughs> yeah. but we're, the, we're the strongest. Uh, well, so what other practices do you have where it's like clearing or releasing energy? Like if you are a teacher or a leader or a coach, or I have friends that I know all my other friends go to kind of to unload all their stuff. What's like a good mindful practice to like, like a quick energy release or clearing?
1: Well, definitely for me, I don't know that it's necessarily quick, but for me, like you, fitness working out is a big one. Like for me, it's, it's like play. When I go work out, I'm like, body, what do you want to do to play? And I kind of loosely structure to be mindful, like let's balance. Let's not do back four days in a row. That's not wise. You know, let's like mix it up. But I approach fitness as like, being out of my mind in a good way, just whatever, even if I'm angry about something, I will like curl biceps or punch a bag and think it's that issue, it's that person. You know, I'm not hurting them just to release from my body mm-hmm. frustration, anger, that you can pair the the thought you're having about someone or something and physically move it through your body in a movement with weights, with running, with whatever it is. And I find that to be so cathartic when i need to do that and lately it's been less of that because i use meditation you know in the mornings to start my day setting the the alarm on my phone for say 5 minutes 10 minutes to either sit in silence or to do a guided meditation on youtube if i feel like i need some more support
0: mm-hmm. you know if i'm
1: feeling distracted like i might need some guidance with my thoughts to place them where i want them to go which is like this is a brand new day I am so loved, you know, I send love through my day and I expect wonderful things to happen. And so it depends, but I think it's a combination of meditation for me, definitely fitness and, um, you know, and laughter. I'm curious, Kristen, for you, the value of laughter. I think there was a time I didn't laugh enough and now I feel like it's so important. How do you find laughter and humor in your life?
0: Uh, Well, my, my people are everything, like my community, like my fitness is so about the fitness, but the community at the gym, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's my varsity mission driven humans. I don't know if they're stockbrokers or therapists or stay at home moms or like, it's such an equalizer and it's so, um, cool in that way that we're like united by, wanting to come and better ourselves for an hour a day, every single day. And then you get a laugh about dumb stuff, like who forgot (laughs) their shoe or who (laughs) ate someone's protein or like the in-between. And I've, I've learned this over the years and kind of having like breakdowns and breakthroughs with, you know, I love lacrosse and then I got injured. And so I went through like a whole depression number one, then I was young and learned stuff and then CrossFit and got taken off the team. And like, so all these ups and downs, I was like, I love the fitness, but through those breakdowns, I really learned it's my people. And it's like, All the non-serious moments where you're laughing and you're enjoying and you're playing um, as I've gotten older that I truthfully, truthfully appreciate. And I always say like the gold is in the in-between because it's, Mm. that's like your connection point. Um, What's really upped laughter in your life? You know, for me, it's you
1: mentioned I got a new kitten a couple of months ago. Her name's Frankie, (laughs) and I got her at one pound. Kristen, I've never had a kitten or a little baby animal, and they're just precious, and they roll around, like, chewing on their own tail, (laughs) and, like, so clumsy and silly and playful, and now she's four pounds here on the desk. She likes sleeping under the lamp on my desk. It's the weirdest (laughs) spot. There's cushions everywhere, but she likes the hard wooden desk, and I just laugh you know, seeing her play and grow up. And so she's been like a bright spot as well as just trying to laugh with friends, you know, like try to just take things less seriously. It really is important. Like there's nothing serious going on here. Abraham Hicks talks about that. And I used to be like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? But it's like, (laughs) it can bring some levity. Like there's nothing, everything's hell. Like everything is being managed. We're so loved. And if we can just, if I can just let go, a bit of feeling like I need to be so on top of all of it, mm-hmm. I can have a smoother experience in and guiding my life and living in that flow state, which I which I intend to do.
0: Oh, Amen. I think the animals are so huge. And it's really cool if you get around like babies or puppies, like baby humans, and then like yeah. puppies or kittens, or it's so cool to see how like, their youthful playfulness is so similar, like human to animal. And, yes. and it's so it's such just like, um like a living experience. I don't know, again, it's a, it's a connection point of how we are all just kind of like these living things and figuring it out. Like, all all, like on our own journey. And it's so beautiful that animals don't have to say anything. And like so much is communicated.
1: And they play, they trust, they have Mm -hmm. such trust. I've noticed with my kitten, she just trusts there's going to be food. Everything's fine. (laughs) You know, she is in bliss and I'm like, I'm going to be more like that. Like universe, I'm your cat. You yeah. know, like, yeah, versus cat, I want to like play and eat. And, you know, I really try to channel that Kristen and that energy of just more playfulness and trust.
0: Yes, I, I love it. Uh, my oldest dog, Cleo, I always say she's the woman I want to be because she's so good. She's so friendly. She's so kind. But when Cleo's done, Cleo's done. I call her fiance. <laughs> she knows boundaries. When she's ready to go to sleep, she goes to sleep. Like she just doesn't play. Like she is all business Yeah. and such a lover. But like, she's just such a like good balance of turmeric and tequila. And she's an energy. Like she's a look, like she's a like, it's just a thing. And so I, I don't know, I, I'm so with you. I think we can learn so much from animals. Um, if we just kind of stop and be aware and so much is happening again, with nothing being said. Exactly. All right, so I, I do want to talk about this because this is applicable to my own world. Um, we've talked about like healing and emotional stuff, but I still don't think there's very much conversation around how the mental can become physical. Meaning, yeah. like if you're stressed and stuff, it can harbor in certain areas. And some of my listeners are super privy to like livers connected with anger and emotion, and some are not at all. Like that's still a newer conversation. Um, I know my own personal journey with CrossFit. Initially, I was, you know, I, we were, we were tra- training to go to the game, so we're overtraining. We know injury. And and overuse is going to happen. But I was starting to see things um, like a sore throat. I was chronically sick, I was, mm-hmm. which is not normally my vibe. Um, I was doing a bunch of like blood testing for my businesses because my clients were like huge into human optimization and my liver enzymes were testing high. It's associated with anger. So I didn't really put together that my training environment was like so deeply toxic to me and yeah. my core values that was then in turn impacting my ability to, to perform physically. Like even now I'm not training near what I used to. And some of my numbers are getting close. So it says a lot how toxic that environment was. But I really and I know you're so good about your body and like the therapy and the mental and physical connect. Tell us a little bit more how if you don't unpack some of the mental, it can turn physical.
1: Well, as you're speaking about this, Kristen, I'm thinking the word fear keeps coming up that I think, you know, uh, in life, there's just kind of a a sense of fear that permeates through the media through the news i think even in a competitive environment like you mm-hmm. were in there's even i think fear almost pushing like to succeed to perform like you've invested so much in your mind your body financially that it's almost like a fear if if you don't i'm imagining do well right and that yeah. you know every day like i think we feel a lot of that in our chest and our heart space in our stomach you know, digestion, and, you know, we need to eat every day. And I think our body can literally get twisted up by our emotions, based upon our thoughts that we're thinking and what we believe is true. And when fear is really running the backdrop of our of our lives of our mind, it sets the whole body to kind of not receive even you get more constricted, like when you feel anxious and tense. Like I was feeling that earlier. I'm like, what is going on? Why are you so anxious? Like I felt like I was like constricting and you know, it it's just because I was in a different routine this morning that I usually would have gone to the gym before our interview to kind of get into a relaxed state <laughs> and I changed that to go after and it caused me some anxiety, that simple change. And I was like, you know what, it's okay. You're with Kristen. Yeah. like, this is going to be cool. Yeah, And I kind of felt my body start to open and relax. So I think if, you know, you listening and watching to tune in, if you're in fear or anxiety or worry about something and what you might need to do to feel a deeper sense of trust. And for some of you, it might be doing more. And for others, I think it's doing a lot less and even Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to rest. Like I sense you probably weren't giving your body a lot of rest and Mm -hmm. recovery during that time. No. And and that's as important, you know, as it is, I'm learning now as it is is the working out and the exertion to yeah. let the body receive the benefit of what you've done and it it takes a little time, right? For the body
0: to to receive that absolutely and just to wind down and um you know even when i was resting my physically like then my mind would spin and it was a high pressure environment because we were extremely competitive and we had a bunch of really strong mentally and physically females there i mean like i was training yeah. with people that i would potentially go to the games with so every awesome. day yeah but, you know but really when i sit back it wasn't even so much that pressure like i'm pretty good with that after you know multiple years it does start to chip at you but it was more as I started to learn about my core values and things that were important to me and like being so involved in a situation that was so deeply outside of my core values I felt fear in being associated with things and being misunderstood and being and like these aren't my things and this isn't my stuff and here I'm in the mix of it and it's it's, it's it's you know as a branding professional, it's not my brand like this is not who yeah. I am and i I think that more than anything ate my soul um and I didn't really get it and I couldn't really like unpack it correctly until I fully got away from it. I bet yeah you and put then you in it. I was way too in it. And that would be my suggestion. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, would love to hear your professional advice. If you, sometimes you can't get out of it. Like you're in situations where you're just, and you don't even know you're in it. But my advice to anyone, particularly in fitness is take that recovery, take that break, but really try and get out of an environment you're in. Even if you don't think the environment's the problem and the people just get some space. Um, yeah. Even if it's a couple of days, it took me probably a couple of years, but yeah. to, just to get out and just get some clarity. Um, And I think that comes through just taking space.
1: I think, too, when you just said core values, that's really significant, Kristen, mm-hmm. because uh, it's something I've started to look at. Like, what are my core values? I hadn't really thought of life in that way. And what what do I do and who am I with that aligns with my core values and mm-hmm. who and what doesn't and what changes do I need to make and do I want to make? Because sometimes there might be a change that's healthy for us to make, but we're not ready to do it. And that's okay. Just to even have that awareness. Like I'm not ready to take that step, but I see it. Like I see that as a possibility. And for me, it's really knowing your values, which I learned for me are centered around um, generosity, Mm -hmm. kindness, success, and happiness is one that I've added. I used to not think that that was a legit core value, but it is because when we flow from more happiness, our bodies are less stressed and they actually perform our bodies perform like we want them to versus not. And so I'm curious, like your core values.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring this up. I have I've dove pretty heavy into it. Cause like I said, because of my intentional journey, but also because of my work, I've done so much in human optimization from nutrition, yeah. training, brain mapping, blood testing, whatever. And my one piece that I would recommend to anyone that's super accessible is core values. And I've done, and there's a bunch of free tests out there, but I actually just loaded one up on my Instagram. Um, uh, it's like CGI it's core values. It's a key preference indicator. It's $35. It's super inexpensive. It's it's pretty quick. I, I, it's been a while. I'm going to redo it. I did it like six or seven years ago and I paid a coach a lot of money to like go through oh, and yeah. break it down super worthwhile, but you can go on there take the test. Like I said, it's thirty-five dollars It's a load of Intel and it breaks down what your core values are. And my, when I initially did it, I was honesty, independence mm-hmm. and creativity. So even just in understanding that, and again, running theme of misunderstanding, I was so misunderstood in what was important to me. Um, and as I kind of learned that, and then I saw pieces of my life, like transparency and honesty is very critical yeah. for me. And when I feel like something doesn't like you're lying or whatever, and I don't need to know any, everything. Cause I'm also like, very, I don't like drama. So we mm. don't need to know all the tea, but don't lie about it. Like <laughs> yes, just, yes. just don't just do you. I don't really, I'm so laid back in like what you want to do, who you want to do, what, whatever. You're so I, accepting. Yeah. Cause I don't really care and not in a dismissive way. It's just like all good, but don't make it what it's not. And that was yeah. a lot of my training environment. And then independence, which is mm deeply shown up in as an entrepreneur in my personal world, like so many angles, but creativity was the one that threw me. And that's what really helped guide my, my professional journey of like, of course, I love the branding and the creating the t-shirts and all that. So I've really tried to focus that as I've gotten older that, cause that's what brings me the joy, like the laughter um, and teen that in. I'd be super, if you do yours, let me know. Cause I'd be super curious what the test okay. says. Um, yeah. it's, it's, cool. it's good. Yeah. You should cool. do it. It's, it's in my, it's in my, and it's um, on your Instagram it's on my Instagram. It's, I can't remember the main it's run. Like I have it set up through KO Alliance. Um, but it's through a professional company that does these sort of like core value tests. And it's the best one that I found. Okay. That's excellent. Yeah. Price point amount of Intel you get back. But yeah, if you do it, let me know. I think I will. And certain companies label different core values like differently, but generosity I think is, um, very much, uh, a point for you and, um, just being like an empathetic leader is like what I want to say. And I think that's so powerful. It Um, is. And
1: generosity, I've learned, it doesn't mean you're just giving money away. It means that like, you're just like, you pick up, like I'll pick up trash in certain places when I feel led. Or there's a homeless man, James, down the street. And I'll, uh, it's hot as fuck here in New Orleans right now. (laughs) And I'll just grab, I'll buy him a water when I go in the grocery and give it to him. Like just simple things, you know, that you can look out to do, even just saying hello and really listening. Yeah. You know, using the checkout clerk's name like generosity to me—it's so there's so many little ways that are free, you know, or like cost a couple bucks to yeah. really have great impact in a positive sense.
0: What I was gonna say—the ripple effect of that, like yeah. you change. I mean, I always try and think of like stories. Like in college, I remember there was this one time where you're in Target and you know you're broke in college, and the girl—one of my friends—went to buy like a CD, and the girl in front of her. Um, paid for her wow. groceries, and it's and that's we, amazing. Yeah, twenty five years later, or whatever. I think of that story, and it's like how something gets so small you can do can truly change someone's day. And then other people are telling that story twenty five years still twenty
1: five years later. Like that changes lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had a story or a situation like that that really inspired? I mean, it sounds like it's in your core and it's in your heart, hundred percent. But has there been some sort of major generous thing, or even a small gesture that was super impactful?
1: Yet there's even when I went out to Los Angeles eight years ago this month in, in August, and I was renting a car from this gentleman that rented cars kind of privately, he gave me a really good deal for years. And I was going to go buy a Fiat, because it was super affordable. <laughs> it wasn't like what I really wanted. But that day, Edmund called and he was like, I got this new BMW, like, it, you look great in it. I was like, Edmund, yes. I can't afford that. I'm buying a Fiat. He's like, You are not buying a Fiat. He's like, What do you want to pay? And it was like $200 a month. He sold me that car, that beautiful what? BMW for $200 a month. I'm yes. about to pay him off, but it's like, What a gift. Like, I didn't yeah. expect Kristen at all. I was like, There's no, I was like, Edmund, come on. Like, you know, and he was like, No, I want to help you. Yeah. And, but, oh. you know, people, I find just kindness, like, even smaller things, just people, at the pet boys the other day like giving me a discount they're like you were so you were so easy the other day when we were busy and you were patient and i was like it's no big deal they're like no yeah. we're going to give you like 20% off and i was like oh my god thank you so yeah. just these things happen
0: well i mean or do they and this is a perfect transition let's talk about quantum physics i want to read um your book title really quick uh the cryon effect healing our core wounds through astrology empathy and self-forgiveness um and it's funny on your on the cover it looks like a k with an o i think it's a key but when i saw it it looked like ko because i'm a myopic human being apparently but anyways um I I thought it was so cool, but I want to talk about this because, like, everything is energy, and and in my world, I just say, I truthfully believe, like, good things happen to good people, and and obviously, you're not giving out things and doing this, you get good karma in return, like, you're just doing it, but, like, that energy swirl, like, in your science... yeah scientific more polished terms like tell me about this from your perspective
1: no kristen i love this conversation because like it like it just happens or does it like i've been starting like universe like to kind of play with the universe i want the best of everything (laughs) like you surprise and delight me you bring me things and i i like just you know like with money with love with just like blow the doors down like i'm open to receive and um I've gotten some like financial deposits I didn't expect in the last couple days. And, you know, just look, I feel happier. I just feel happier and more open. And that energy, since we are an energy being, we have our physical body, but think about it. When you, when you die a physical death, there's still this energy, this essence that people report still feeling lights going on and off. Like, you know, the departed loved ones, they've just, let go of their physical body not their energetic Mm -hmm. body and so we're more of that energy than we see and we can use that in our lives because that is source to align with universal intelligence and each day I say I place my mind in harmony with the mind of universal intelligence like lead me guide me show me you know do it for me to just you know, and trust the instincts and impulses you have, you have are leading you to your happiness and what you most want for your life and to co-create with the universe in that way. How do you I see it?
0: I love that. Um, I guess I'm a, a multiple, a multitude of ways. Like when I get good about, um, I think my training, I'm more intuitive. It's like one good decision leads to the other. So if I'm training, I'm eating better, I'm sleeping better. You're a little more conscious. And so I'm more connected to my body and how I feel mostly because I'm like, how's my workout going to go? I got to do this, whatever. But then it's like, Oh, well you actually do feel better when you're, you know, a little less tequila, a little more sleep, a little more, you know, no, no trash reality TV before bed. Like there's certain things. So like, of course it makes sense. You feel better. Um, but when I really try to be still and I will the universe, I feel like just Fs with me all the days because like a license plate will be in front of me. It says be still like literally. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like literal, like you have to kick me in the head. And I think that's just part of my dense genetics. We'll blame that. But um, maybe it, the universe is loving on you like yeah, you're well, in alignment.
1: I think well, when you see that for sure.
0: Thank you. And I yes, well, I received and I hear that and I agree because it's um. It's awareness and it's so obvious. So I think when you can be still and just pay attention, like it's so funny, like the signs and the things I've been seeing three crows, I have the spirit animal book where mm. you can look up certain animals Um, come through. I just, this is really random, but I caught a black widow in my kitchen the other day and it's happened three times in my life. I know. And it's, and when you look Whoa. up, I can't remember what it is, but it's about like powerful shift and just being back in fitness is kind of been my vehicle to get yeah. back in alignment with my authentic self. Yes. So I don't know if I even answered that question, but I think usually when you're making good decisions, it's easier to be still and then you can see and connect more with aligning, but like the the arrows in the forest that are kind of pointing you in the right direction. Does that make sense? Yeah. And
1: you're speaking about how to get there and stay there. For you, it's through that doorway of fitness and how that just inspires you, delights you to take good care of yourself and things flow from that place. And for me, it's it's like starting with an intention in the morning for just really believing that meditation is going to work. I did it okay. as an experiment a few years ago and my life started to change for the better. So now it's like a permanent part, even if it's just like two minutes, you know, ideally it's longer, but even with the yeah. shortest time I give to say, thank you, you know, be, uh, have appreciation and gratitude. And then for me, you know, working out like, it's like, just like a delight. I do the best I can. I've worked through lots of injuries in my life when I was younger and pushed it from that sense of like, you just got to do this, you know, not like the body being kind of like, hold up. We don't want to do this, you know, or like increasing mileage too fast. So I've stopped doing that. And more of like, I love weights. I love, you know, combining sound knowledge and technology of, of what, we know helps the body with like what feels good emotionally. Okay. And so, and that's how I stay in alignment. You know, I just kind of flow from there. Do you do like sound baths and whatnot? You know, I do. I do more of that when I'm in California because they're okay. more offered um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in New Orleans. So I'm sure I just don't know about the ones here because there has been more of that here
0: um do you do a lot of that I've done a few of them yeah so it's cool like a lot of my friends like my fitness humans and then even like my high school friends you know you have like your different crews my yeah. podcast crew um are really good about like yoga and mindfulness core values one of my friends does okay. a lot in change management and we've done some business coaching together shout out to Jess but um other friends we've done a couple sound baths it's really cool and it's I, I, I feel like I don't intentionally seek them out, but then it's like, oh, my friend, I'm like, let's go do it. And It's kind of like it's right on time. I'm like, oh, yes, I it's right really on this.
1: Yeah, that's how yeah. it's happened for me, too. A friend being like, let's go to the sound bath. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, but I don't yeah. know that I've necessarily done so much of that if it's just me looking for it. But if somebody <laughs> like you said, it's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, all right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great. You have good people. What do you do when you're such a phenomenal, well, human, but therapist, who do you go to for therapy? Like, how do you find the right person?
1: You know, since I worked with Marilyn, when I was younger in the beginning of the show in my twenties, I I've had, um, I had one other therapist I didn't really vibe with. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I stopped going and I don't remember if I told her as much, like if I didn't feel like this was a good fit, but I didn't, she didn't feel right. And then a few years ago, I I found a new coach who's amazing, Prem Glidden, and she's more of like a law of attraction manifestation coach. So it's different than the deep healing that I did from family wounding when I was younger to now it's like telling the new story of my life. Like she's really great at crafting what is the life you want to live and who do you need to become to occupy that life? So it was more future forward and less like looking back and, um, less kind of coddling my emotions with sometimes I need, okay. you know, I've learned to do that for myself and more about Lisa, you are the wise woman, you know, mm-hmm. you can care, you can speak to that younger part of yourself that's hurt, you know, that needs to hear more tender things, but like you are powerful, you are strong. So she helped me develop that muscle, which I think was a little underdeveloped. In me, and I think even in therapy, Kristen, I know my training was like, let's go back to the source. Let's go back to the original wound, which my book, The Chiron Effect, talks a lot about, but in a way of like, who do you want to grow into and become? Because we don't want to stay lost in the old story. I've learned we really want to start laying down the tracks for the new life we haven't lived yet. So we can start, you know, like even you go to get a coffee at the coffee shop, like what would a New York Times bestselling author, how would they drink their coffee? And just even that position in your mind, like, oh, how would I say this? Like you kind of, I kind of stand up taller, Mm -hmm. you know, it gives you a whole different way to move through your day. Imagining like, what if I was that blah, blah, blah. Like, how would I speak to this person? And it can be really fun to take the time out to do that each week and see what starts to happen.
0: I love that. And that's so funny um, that we're having this conversation. Cause I've so uh, like, as you heard t- me talking about the old gym situation, like consciously living, like it's done, we got to unpack it, unload it, like, let it go. And yeah. then lean into like this mindset of what do we, who do we really want to be here? Like, what do we really want to um, be like, or New York times, like, how do they do like the little details? And it's so funny how, like, when your mind starts to flick that way, like the, like the mind changes and the body follows. And it's it really- does. It's, it's, you can crazy. feel crazy. It. Yeah. 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 Wait, so tell it. us a little bit more about the cryon effect. What, like, what is that? What is cryon? Planet cryon? So, so,
1: yeah. So, okay. Chiron. C-H-I- Chiron. Okay. Here it's we go. A, it's okay. <laughs> Chiron. It's a planet in astronomy between Saturn and Uranus, which is reflected in astrology in your birth chart. Like you are, Kristen, what's your sign?
0: I'm a Libra. I'm right You're on the Libra. cusp. I'm the 21st. So I'm the day before uh, Scorpio
1: okay, you're a Libra and I'm a Gemini sun, but your Chiron is going to be in a different sign than your sun sign. So say if Chiron, if that planet is in Aries, for example, that speaks to a wounding or a vulnerability in your sense of value and worth. And this is something kind of more hidden about your personality. Chiron speaks to the parts of ourselves that we feel ashamed of, embarrassed. Like you might really work so hard to be successful and perceived well and make a lot of money, but inside you never feel like you're good enough. And mm-hmm. that that causes the health problems we referenced earlier, that never good enough, that like you're always performing, you're, you're type A and stressed out, you know, and not taking Chiron and Virgo has to do with not taking care of your physical health and its associated routines. So I spent three and a half years research and writing this book to help you understand where some of your maladaptive patterns of thought come from, like when you're not believing in yourself, where you're where you're judging yourself, where you're limiting yourself by what you think is true for you and how to start to change that in a practical sense, like takeaway steps that you can use today and affirmations that you can start to replace your negative and fear based thoughts with. So it's really comprehensive in that way.
0: I love it. I'm, I'm so excited to like really dig in and it's yeah. right on time. So I, I'll, I'll report back like how that journey goes specifically with the book. Yeah. I'll send um, you a copy. Yeah. I'll no, no, I'm have. happy to buy it. No, it's, I think it's really important that we intentionally purchase from one another. I That's appreciate thoughtful. you, but yeah, Thank no, I, it, it's, yeah, it's really important, but um, uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm super curious coming. This is what I love, like kind of like the juxtaposition, even though it's not like turmeric and tequila where you've got like this, you know, trained, intentional, like collegiate, certified background and then we've got like astrology where it's still science but it's kind of like a lot of people consider it like woo how did you come from this like formal educational background and then lean more into like astrology science woo and I feel like you're just such a good balance between the science metaphysics quantum physics and then just belief gut energy um the less tangible proven situations
1: thank you you know I was so steeped in academics For most of my life and really loved that but I saw that there's a shortcoming Mm -hmm. that even being a therapist for 20 years and being in therapy for almost that long and I still was getting depressed I was still having anxiety that felt like this is not healthy levels. Like what the fuck is going on universe? Like if I can't, you know, if I'm still falling into these feelings, like how am I going to help clients go further? And I really turned to meditation. Like what is going on? Have I missed a stone that I haven't picked up and looked under? And I just started to hear Chiron and I didn't, I was like, universe, are you kidding? Like, I learned in graduate school, Carl Jung wrote about Chiron as the wounded healer archetype. I was like, it's really not that exciting, you know, universe. Like, don't you have something better? Like, I you know, when something keeps coming up in yeah. your life, like you turn on the radio and somebody's talking about it, or you flip on a podcast and it's the episode, yeah. or like you go to the bookstore and there's, you know, the word. And that started to happen. So I was like, okay, okay, got it. I know enough. The universe wants me to learn about Chiron. And when I started to understand, it's kind of these hidden beliefs and thoughts that we have, this pattern that, it's our orbit. Like that's what the Chiron effect is. We're at the effect of our beliefs. We're at the effect of our routines that we habituate people, places and things every day. And Mm -hmm. it's typically the same. And that's awesome. If you're loving your life 1000%, but most of us aren't. So what areas can we orbit a higher and new frequency? And I believe it's through understanding this Chiron placement where you can be like, aha, like this is my, you know, instead of feeling like I'm less than or not good enough, but doing all this shit to compensate, but still coming back to like, oh my God, I'm still not good enough. And you never feel satisfied, like to really heal, you know, that younger part of you typically that, that needs to know she's just fine. If you never do a damn thing again, you know, it's like how to source value and worth, for example, from where it's permanent, rather temporary.
0: Well, boom! I'm glad this is recorded, so you can everyone can re-listen. Myself included, re-listen to that. I, I I think it's um it's amazing when you do like the traditional path of everything you think you're supposed to do, and then there's one thing kind of switching you onto like this completely different path, even though it's not different. and in that little segue, like changes everything. And, yeah. I was it, surprised because yeah, it's sure. not where I
1: thought to look. You know, I understood it as a symbolic language, which it really is in such a beautiful way. And to me, it shows where we can grow and change. Mm-hmm. We're not dictated by our chart and my perspective. It's like, what do you want to keep about yourself? And what do I want to, you know, maximize, enhance, optimize, whatever words you want to
0: use? And what a beautiful conversation to continue to have as we get older. Because I think even when you're aware and you're intentional about like continuous evolution, it's still it still has to be a practice and a mindset and um again my fitness journey is kind of like my through line but like I I found myself saying like I would never count macros I would never do this it's too like structured for my free right. right. and then I I was like okay no we can't be 40 41 saying all the things we're never gonna do so I started doing it I took like a before and after picture like in a swimsuit like stuff I would just never do yeah and it it was just so good to like kick myself out of the box and be like you actually like I actually enjoy doing this now I see like you know switching up the the input to to get a different output um but i like that you had gone through all this you know intentional like schooling journey and then you were still you know you were an older person at that point not even seeing the age like you'd had all yeah, this experience for 43 40 but, yeah, but you, no 45 you were still open to like pivoting and changing. I think we lose that as we get older. And that is like kryptonite. Like, I think that kills it away. How, how did you like, did you have practice or is that your personality? Like what kept you open-minded to maybe changing something, even though you had all this validation and doing this a certain way?
1: Well, you're really nailing it. It's about being flexible, being, and for me workouts, like I do a lot of balance Exercises now, or it might be light weights, but I'm on an upside down busu, which is unstable, and like doing all kinds of movements, including now with weights. And that's a metaphor for me to always Mm -hmm. want to have my balance and being willing to try new things. Like when I'm not willing to try something new, I feel like I've come to the end of, I don't know, like growing. Like there's always something new, there's always something different to try that might actually make you happier and healthier and have a better life. So I just wanted to lean in to something new and different for me and it's helped so much and helped others.
0: Yeah. Well, the, how it changes the trajectory and you think if, I always try and think like if I ever kind of feel like I'm getting complacent or whatever, I think about something that I would not have in my life had I not tried something new. CrossFit, gluten free. Yeah, yeah, if you think about something not in your life because you did one small change, I think that motivates you to stay open minded and just try it. Even if you have not, I mean, counting macros is so far from my, I'm not a math person. I'm not like stringent, Mm -hmm. confined. Like it's so opposite of my, self but yet now i'm doing it and i like it so it's like and i've gotten so much intel about fueling and like manipulating my fueling for workouts and blah 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 but it's like had i not just been had one slight open-mindedness to this one switch everything else would not have changed
1: and I think this is such a beautiful point to make, that when we go through our fear, that's when we have courage. Because I've been scared to do a lot of the things I've done. It's not like it's all bells and whistles. It's like, holy shit, like, I don't know. And, oh, like, maybe that's going to hurt, you know, yeah. be it physically or emotionally. But when you step through and do it anyway, all the things you said really do open up.
0: Yeah, and I think you do kind of heal in some way or you get on the mm-hmm. path to like seek that healing what and, and i'm I'm curious because i know you're in new orleans how do you balance um like the fun the party with the because i know you train and you're a you're a hard yeah. worker you're an entrepreneur you got your practice but you're a fun human like you get out there you're fun you. like you, you yes. are joyful how do you work that into your world
1: You know, I really do it by planning, Kristen, and trying to have as much balance. And there are times in New Orleans where there's not a lot of balance, like Mardi Gras or Jazz Fest. And there's something every day that I actually want to do, not that I have to do it. So I just plan. I adjust clients. I adjust my workouts. I'll, um, you know, if I eat super shitty, you know, for a day or two, I'm going to eat really clean for the next few and just, you know, find balance and let it be okay. Like, I want to live a happy life. And, and I used to not let myself, I used to be more restricted and I think I, I know I look better now and I'm more fit now mm-hmm. from just allowing balance and, um, you know, planning.
0: I'm here for it. I know that's, that's kind of like the macros. I'm like, I don't need to plan, but it's like the more you put a little more structure in,
1: you're not yeah. going to
0: die This for me, no. but I- it's a, it's a piece of the puzzle. Um, just cause we're on record. I really am curious cause you're a master manifester. What is it you want? I know you want abundance and these things, but what do you specifically, what are you manifesting unless it's super personal, but I, I yeah. anything you want to share? I want to, just, so it's, I think it's good when we talk about it and put it out there. Um, I'm curious what you aspire to do or grow to, or anything like that you
1: know, Kristen, I definitely, and we talked about this face to face. I intend to be in a beautiful romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. I intend to get married. And I've been asking myself, like, who do you, how else do you need to become, you know, a, a good wife and partner? And it's from, I think, being really clear about my values, going back to core values and letting that, you know, be a piece of the puzzle when I meet someone and not just attraction, you know, like, do our values line up and mm-hmm. what we want out of life and, um, you know, just having fun along the way, enjoying my singleness, even cause it's something I used to judge myself for versus like, look at the freedom, look at what I've gotten to done, to do, you know, and the people I've met and just like what my, my singleness has allowed me to go do and be in life mm-hmm. and really appreciate that and see it as, as a positive. Like I've really gotten to know myself and, I think relationships, you know, wouldn't have gone well, you know, without the awareness I have of myself today. So I feel like, like you said, all in time, like I really believe that, especially in this area for me, like, you know, just trusting in the timing of things and just being a happy person
0: i love it one of what's so powerful and if you saw lisa in life she is a petite human um, <laughs> and it's so funny because the packaging is so small but she's a force like mm. energy and the kindness and um there's a tan there's like a tangible warmth about you that's just so wonderful and i love that you are working with people and you're kind of like on the front lines of um healing and and people that want to better themselves so like those are going to be our future leaders so i love that there's people like you working with our leaders and guiding that Because I think that's where we have hope in society um, as a whole. And I know you recognize that power and the um, responsibility in it. And that makes it even more special.
1: Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And I look forward, Kristen, to diving more and having you on All Things Therapy to talk more about the things we've talked about and like how you contribute to
0: in your way. I would be more than happy to. I have a million more questions, but I want to be sensitive of time. Um, Tell us where we find you, the book, anything that's coming up. Like, give us the deets on how we we get to you.
1: Sure. The best way is through my website, which is Nola Therapy. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy.com. I'm also at Nola Therapy on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I would love to connect there. And my book is available everywhere, including Barnes and Noble brick and mortar stores, Amazon, Walmart.com, even I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in Walmart. That's amazing. Huge congratulations. (laughs) The online, the online. Walmart. And I'd love a review if people would be so kind as to write the reviews of my book, because I really want it to be helpful and practical. I love practical wisdom, Kristen. Like I know you do like Mm -hmm. things I can take and run with, Mm -hmm. not just theoretical. There's some of that, but there's a lot of practical, like how can I start something today for myself to love myself more, to be more authentic.
0: So yeah, NOLA therapy. I love it. And if you're someone that's like newer to therapy or you're super experienced, Lisa does such a wonderful job of merging those worlds and finding kind of like that, that turmeric and tequila balance um, where you can kind of work with anyone. So it's, it's, it's a really, I think you're a phenomenal um entry point and you're also phenomenal for people that are super experienced in therapy so if you're out there and you're listening and you're kind of somewhere in between that which is really everybody um ping lisa to see what she's going on and lisa if you do your core values i'll read the book and maybe we'll reconnect and talk about both oh that's excellent yeah i think it's really i mean just because like i know how you're excellent you'll get a kick out of it so okay, let's yes, definitely so plan that. to reconnect i love you all right love you keep crushing we'll see you soon